What's going on, everybody? Daryl Frater, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one online community for DJs where you can stream for free and not get cut off. Today, we have DJ Cadence, who's on the podcast. What's going on, brother? Not much, not much. Hanging in there, uh, surviving, you know, doing what I can. Awesome, brother. We'd love for you to introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from and a little bit about your story. Sure. Uh, my DJ name is Cadence. I am from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I do gigs here in Boston, the Boston area and in Southern New Hampshire. Um, how, how's this work? I don't know. I'm kind of yeah, new man. to this whole podcast thing. <laughs> Let's jump right into it, man. People want to hear your story. You know, what got you interested in becoming a DJ and talk to us a little bit about how you got started and that process of just getting into the game. Sure. We'll take it way back then. I was a kid doing a lot of sports. I was probably maybe six years old when I started doing karate. Now, how does karate lead into DJing? Well, it's a long story, but the instructors would get us hyped up by playing some music. And uh, I was always a hip hop kid. I, I mean, my first uh, cassette tape was uh, Puff Daddy and the Family. And I used to play that, hide it from my parents and stuff. Explicit version, everything. But doing karate, they play this uh, music. And I'm like, what is this stuff? This isn't hip hop. They're playing like, you know, reel to reel, two unlimited, you know, y'all ready for this? Bam, 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 bam. I'm like, Man, these are sounds I've just never heard of before. And uh, I was super interested in it, but I kind of fell off. You know, I was too busy. I was, uh, I don't know, watching Ninja Turtles or, or Power Rangers or something. I don't know. So I forgot about it. And then on TV, they used to do infomercials or commercials or whatever of like cassette tapes and CDs on the TV. And uh, I remember, I think it was Jock Jams Volume 2 came on commercial and i asked my mom for it I, I was like that's the music i heard during karate this is the stuff and i just fell in love with that mix um bunch of songs just like that you know um i like to move it uh y'all ready for this uh, just all, all those great you know dance tracks and so i, I played that thing on repeat but long story short uh I always had an interest in that kind of music. It was different. I couldn't figure it out. And I liked that about it. Um, always into music. Uh, growing up, I uh, kind of forgot about it, though. You know, life goes on. And then from there, my mom also bought me what was called MTV Music Creator. It was on CD, pop it in, and it kind of had these loops and stuff you could throw together and make your own music. I played around with that for a bit. So kind of dabbling into music production, which I didn't even know. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just playing a game on the computer, I thought. And so time goes by. I leave that alone. In middle school, my friend Richard Fraioli, shout out to my friend Rich. He's a big uh, name, Boston DJ. Uh, he moved to Miami probably a year or two ago now, and he's doing his thing down there. Uh, he was like, I'm a DJ. And now we're in middle school or maybe early high school. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Rich. Sure you are. Um, he was DJing like friends, birthday parties and stuff like that. Turns out I should have paid more attention to him because he's played in Ibiza, Spain now. He's doing his thing in Miami. He's played Ultra Music Festival a few times. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but 
so I go into the military after high school. I'm not a DJ yet. Uh, I go into the military and we get deployed to Iraq. Now, if we're not on patrol, if we're not working, we're bored as anything. There's nothing to do. So I start listening to some music and I find out my boy Rich has put out a mixtape from a nightclub that he uh, played at. He just hit record, played it. And I'm listening to this stuff and oh, it's this this music that I remember from my childhood. He's playing this house music mix. I'm like, oh, oh, this is that stuff. But I'm listening and I'm hearing like the vocals of Lil Wayne's lollipop over the beat of Robin S. Show Me Love. And I'm like, how is he doing this? This is some magic stuff I didn't understand. And then the vocals would stop. The instrumental will continue on. And then it would go into Robin S. Show Me Love. And I'm like, I've got to learn this stuff. I, I'm messaging him on Skype. That was the uh, the video conference software of choice back then. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're in Iraq. Download Virtual DJ. I'll send you like a crack link or something. And uh, just mess around with it. Throw some music on there. You can mess around with a keyboard and, and mouse. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I'm like, oh, I'm starting to, you know, figure out how this is working. And uh, I figure out, oh, well, well, it'd be easier if I had some DJ gear. I know there's a thing called DJ gear. I'm just fiddling around with my mouse. So I start, you know, the Google search and I bought myself a little Newmark Total Control. It was about 12 inches deep and 12 inches wide. It was this little thing, two tiny jog wheels about no more than like two inches wide across. Um, I'm sure some some DJs listening right now are like, yeah, I remember that thing. Probably uh, 2006 or seven this was. And so I start messing around with that and I realized, oh, I, I understand how this is working. And uh, so when it came to DJing between just fiddling around and some YouTube videos, I'm, I caught on pretty easily. Music production, not so much. That's, that's a little tougher, but... Uh, yeah, DJing caught on easily. I uh, got back and off a of deployment um, and my cousin's like, hey, I have a friend who's a DJ. That's when frat parties started. I started doing frat parties for free beer just for fun, uh, you know, and, and DJing kicked off from there for me. Yeah, that's how it all started anyway. Wow, that's such a great intro, man. You were involved in, in music for a long time. You were, you know, always seeking music as a way to kind of couple the things that you were doing in life. And then eventually being deployed in Iraq, you were able to pick up the talent of DJing, you know, based on a need because, you know, all the other people that were with you and the soldiers that were you know, deployed with you were bored and you just picked it up to, to be a service of everyone there. So that's actually truly amazing. And uh, we honor you and, and appreciate all the work and the service you've done man so yeah talk to us a little bit you know where do you go from there after you come back home and now you're doing these college parties for bear you know when do you uh transition and, and turn this into something that you're taking very seriously and you're building a business or a career out of it to make some money sure the uh dj that i was doing the frat parties with he had been doing it a little longer than me so he started getting booked in these small lounges in boston in the city in the middle of the city so of course i'm interested i need to learn how to get my foot in the door and so i started tag teaming a little bit along with him and uh i realized it's a relationship game i've got a 
shake hands, smile a whole lot, you know, and kind of, you know, get in this circle. And so I did that and I started to meet the right people. No one was booking me yet. I mean, I was already DJing with my friend for free. I mean, why would they start booking me? Um, So I realized I had to start bringing value to someone else in order for them to want to look my way and uh, ring my phone. And so I did that. I uh, messaged one of the promoters that my friend was working with. And I said, hey, my friend AJ, he's the other DJ. I said, we'll uh, DJ for you. I don't need to get paid. Take care of my, I don't know what my friend makes. Just if you take care of him, we'll DJ. But uh, if I can, you know, at least get on the flyer, I will make the flyer for free and I'll DJ for free just to get my foot in the door. And he was cool with that. And that's how I really started to get bookings just by doing a lot of free stuff for a lot of empty rooms. My flyers were trash. My DJing was probably next to trash, (laughs) but I started meeting the right people. I got better. I got better at flyer making, which I still make most of my own flyers today. Not that I have to, the venues usually take care of it, but I have my own aesthetic that I like. And I just, I, I still like doing graphic design and and DJing, uh, you know, as much as I can. So that helped me in a big way to get started. Um, I started getting booked for bigger venues in Boston. I tag teamed with my friend a lot. We eventually formed a tag team duo called the Young Guns. And it's probably like the worst name ever. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, people started to know us as the DJ duo who, you know, used to throw some lit parties and it was a lot of fun. I eventually, you know, met more DJs, met more DJs, and I started a media company where we kind of wanted to create a whole package. So if you needed, because I only do lounges and clubs Uh, to this day, I still, I do a private event once, uh, once a year for my family for a, a cancer benefit, but that's the only private event I do. It's just not my, my thing. I don't want to turn my passion into a job it's something i probably you know that i should at least shadow another wedding dj or you know private function i should shadow because who knows i might end up enjoying it but uh oh where was i where was i (laughs) no I, i think you said a lot man i think that that it was super important to highlight that in order to break your way into the industry you you identified the need to bring value to others. And that was super key and important for all DJs or anyone listening, the importance of building relationships by providing value first. He didn't say that, oh, I was the best and demanded a price or I was the best and I was able to negotiate this deal or I was able to meet these people and and leverage other relationships. Like, no, no, no. He had nothing. He was trash at DJing. He was trash at making flyers, but yet he used that skill of being able to bring value and he offered himself for free and then he worked his way in and then that led to his success that led to him having doors open for him that led to the relationships and it came after he provided the value so if you take anything from this conversation i definitely want you to take start by bringing value that was an amazing point and yeah from there you were just doing a lot of different events and you talked about your passion in doing club and events and talk to us a little bit more about you know some of the things that you're you're interested in now and and what we can see from you you know going forward 
Sure. Uh, one thing you touched on, back to the value thing. I don't want DJs to believe that, oh, I bring value and now I start getting bookings and now I stop. I don't have to do those things anymore. Um, I've been doing DJing 12 years and just maybe a month or six weeks ago, I put out a mix to all my DJ friends and club owners, bar managers in the area. That was an opening set DJ mix. Why? Because they need those things. I don't need those things. A mix for me is all the latest bangers. I want to make the hottest mixtape that I can, but I specifically chose songs that were not popping now. They were hits, you know, five, 10 years ago, um, kind of loungy vibes, um, you know, nothing, no jumping. And I did it without a single DJ drop in the mix. And because of that, now DJs are able to use that mix at the beginning of the set. A lot of guys are setting up or they're getting a drink while, you know, the bar is, you know, starting, the night is starting. A lot of club owners might want to use that mix while the DJ is setting up or the DJ shows up late. They need some music to just throw on. Um, it's 45 minutes, an hour long set has nothing to do with me. It was just providing value to the DJs who have that mix or the bar, you know, owners, managers, club uh, promoters, whoever, who have that mix. So yeah, if you take anything from this, for sure, value, 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 keep it first in mind. It's super, super important. Um, awesome, brother. Yeah, we'd love to learn some of the things that you're focused on now and, and some of the things you might be doing in the future. Sure. Um, focus on now. I figured everyone's in quarantine. Not a lot of DJs have gigs right now. Now's not the time for me to relax, take it easy. Now's a great opportunity for me to work even harder because a lot of DJs are relaxing. They're like, oh, I don't have any gigs right now. Let me catch up on, you know, this series on HBO that I missed or whatever. No, now's a great time to learn. Now's a great time to work harder than ever. Update your promo gear, promo material, upgrade a piece of gear that you need to work on that scratch that you haven't gotten down yet. That's what I'm doing. Um, and going forward, as things open up, I'm probably going to be first in mind for a lot of bar owners and promoters because I've been working this whole time. Even if I'm not getting paid for it, if I'm not playing live to an audience in front of me, I've been working hard. So yeah, I, you've, been, you've been building your brand, you know, it, where there's no opportunity for you to be there physically. You've been building your brand so you stay top of mind. And that's going to be a perfect lead generation for you when it's time for these events to, to come. You know, they trust you. They trust your brand. They trust the quality of your DJing and your professionalism because you're building the brand right now and you're going to pay, you're going to get paid dividends, you know, from your investment of, of your brand today in the, in the downtime, as we call it, um, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And as a wake up call to all DJs out there that are chilling, you shouldn't be chilling. You should be turning up right now. You should really be honing your craft building your brand and we're working hard because there's a lot of opportunity out there and you can create the opportunity just by being innovative and doing things that people are not willing to do in this time. So listen to DJ Cadence. He is really doing it. He is putting it on right now and, and he's definitely setting an example for all DJs out there. So 
really appreciate you sharing, brother. Uh, do you have any you know pieces of advice for DJs out there that may be struggling right now or just you know don't have that encouragement or that motivation to actually work hard? And you know, just talk to me a little bit about how you stay energized and pumped and, and have the motivation to put in the work, even though you're not getting paid. For sure. The way I stay motivated is one, it's got to be the reason why you started. I remember the reason why I started DJing in the first place. I wasn't getting paid. I, I was trash. I had to learn everything from scratch. When things open up back up again, yeah, you are you might be right where you started, except for you already know the skills. You already know the right people. You know how to mix you know, seamlessly, you know what songs go seamlessly well together. You play this song, you know, oh, these two or three tracks go really well with the one I'm playing right now. Those are all skills. You have a head, you know, you have a jump start of where you started. So everyone kind of got brought down to the same level when quarantine started, but you're not where you were when you started. You have a passion for this and now you already have a head start against the new guys who there's a lot of DJs that just got interested in DJing during the pandemic. They were bored. They were like, I don't know what to do. Let's pick up a new hobby. DJing was one of them. Don't let those guys work harder than you. You have a head, you have a head start, but shout out to those, you know, brand new DJs. I'm very interested in hearing all these new DJs co coming up or even the older ones who have learned a trick or two during this time. Yeah. Why you started is why you should still be motivated to do it awesome man those are some wise wise words from dj cadence man really appreciate you dropping the value and dropping dimes on on this podcast man we're gonna jump right into the lightning round are you ready to get started i'm ready awesome brother describe your dj setup hardware and software sure i uh use a pioneer ddj RZX. It's kind of like the ZX, except for it has the three screens. Um, it kind of most mimics a CDJ setup that I'm most you know used to if a club or venue provides it for me. Uh, I use the DDJ XP1 on top of that. In case there is a CDJ setup, I like my pads. I like to be able to finger around on the pads, cue points. I just set that up. And software, I'm using Rekordbox. If not on to export to USBs, then I'm using it in performance mode on a computer. E either one uh, is fine by me. That's my that's my DJ setup. Uh, headphones, uh, not these. I use the HDJ 2000s. I'm a pioneer guy, can't you tell? <laughs> um, and that that's pretty much it. That's that's my DJ setup. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Oh, my favorite DJ. That one's tough, but uh, because automatically I think of producers um, right away because I've been following them for so long. But I would have to go with James Zabila. Uh, not a lot of guys would know him, but Google him. He's He's been in the game for a long time. James Zabila is really, really good. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Oh, my favorite party I probably DJed at was, can, can I do two? This is going <laughs> to, all right, two. One was a, uh, a boat cruise, summer series boat cruise on the Boston Harbor. It's a big party ship. It's a, it's a big, like massive yacht. It's three levels crammed with party goers, CO2 cannons, 
on the water, cruises around for a few hours, bars on each level. Awesome, awesome party. I'm looking forward to that when it opens back up again. And then my second one was opening up for Caps Lap. Um, it was a college tour opened up for him. And it was my first time DJing where it wasn't groups of people in a nightclub dancing together. It was everyone facing the stage in like a concert kind of way. And everyone's, you know, facing you, waving uh, light up LED sticks, bouncing big giant blow up balls around. It was a crazy party. Those have to be my top two favorite parties I've done. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Most interesting person I've met through DJing. It probably has to be the owner of my Saturday night residency. He has been in the game for a long time. He's a businessman. He likes to party, but he keeps business business and he keeps partying, partying, which I think a lot of DJs could learn from. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? Ooh, live streaming. It's funny. I just now got into live streaming. I've been working hard. I know live streaming was a thing. Everyone was doing it. And I was like, I got the itch and I only have done one. What's missing from live streaming, I think, is not caring so much about the numbers, but caring about the numbers that you do have. I had three viewers on my only live stream. I interacted with them. They now interact with all my social media. Anything I post, they eat up. They cannot wait for me to get started again. I went on vacation, so I couldn't, but they know I'm back. <laughs> Care about your small, small following to grow a big one. Shout out DJs you know personally whose story needs to be shared on this podcast. Ryan Nichols. Um, he's another Boston DJ. And DJ Snacks, another Boston DJ. I'll uh, give you the contact info for sure. Awesome, man. We look forward to hearing their stories. And any DJs that are interested in being on the show, they can sign up at djsignup.com and we'll love to have them on the show. So yeah, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Yes, I can be found on all social media platforms at Cadence Music, K-A-D-E-N-C-E -E, Music. Awesome, brother. This was a really great interview, man. Everyone, please check out DJ Cadence. He's doing a lot of great things in the DJ industry. So please check him out. He's an awesome man. And yeah, I really appreciate you being on the My DJ Story podcast, brother. I appreciate you for having me. Keep doing great things. I'm looking forward to seeing the club grow and God bless. Thank you. Are you a DJ? Well, we want to hire you as one of our official, the club virtual DJs. We've been working hard to source hundreds of paid virtual gigs, and we need DJs of all kinds that are interested in getting paid to curate virtual events for our clients. Whether you're a new DJ, just getting started, or a veteran in the game, we have paid gig opportunities for you. Text I'm in to 609-201-1027 to get notified for paid gig opportunities from the club. Tell a friend. We look forward to working with you. Now back to the podcast.